welcome to design by 3 another episode uh, how are you ganji and how are you yasit doing great how are you i'm good i think yasit is also doing great hopefully yes yes yeah, hope I, so i hope i so too <laughs> so let's start with the design lesson of the week so i thought of start starting with something called jtbd which is bit hard to spell out but it's uh, <laughs> it's like jellyfish juice <laughs> and uh, it says so jobs to be done i hope that you have heard about it uh, it's been there quite a while and uh, it's not a very new thing but in digital products jtbd has been um, used uh, pretty i think it's 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 a pretty modern for digital product design uh, not as um not as old as the concept the original concept of jdpd uh, i came across this maybe 2 3 years back and uh, i even wrote uh, an article about it uh, and i thought that it's useful as designers to know what is jdpd uh, mainly because a lot of designers are using uh, something called um, personas Uh, in their design process um there is a problem with using personas uh, in your design or when you are designing um those problems can be avoided uh, if you use jdpd to some extent this is not the silver bullet uh, of design this is just one way of designing and i think it helps you to focus on what job a person would hire your product for so you have to look at your product as a thing that will get uh, a job done of your customer or your user so it's like um you always have to ask okay you have a product if a customer uses it or if a if a user is going to use that you have to think in that way like what job this product is going to get hired for uh, by a user so you look at the product in in jobs uh, not as a, not just as a product and you don't look at the people who are using this product and you're not looking at their demographics or what they like or whether they ate breakfast or whether they like black color or like whether they have hair or whether they have children or not which is what the personas do you uh, predominantly but we try to um, focus on what job your product is going to do for this person so it can be any person we don't look at the person's persona but we look at what are the jobs that they want so for example when you the oldest example is that you get even in management books uh, if you want to buy a drill you're not buying a drill but you're buying a hole in your wall right so it's like what job you're uh, trying to achieve or trying to get done by buying something or by using something so it's not the drill you want you want to sell or you want to focus on it's the hole that you are going to put or maybe it's for something else maybe you don't want the drill for the hole maybe something else maybe you want to use it as a screw or maybe you're using it just because the neighbor bought something like that so so there are a lot of jobs a uh, lot of different jobs that different people or maybe the same person can get something hired for and there are like main jobs that can happen and also related jobs that um, can be there so I thought it's a really interesting um, way to look at this. Uh, when I 
was um, listening to listening to a podcast some time back um, surprisingly uh, one of the one of the designers of uh, instagram joined and they seem to be using jtbd a lot in their design process so then only i realized okay this is not just theory these are things that people use but on the other hand uh, i can uh, i'm i'm happy to know whether ganji or yaset has seen any real product company or any um a successful product company using personas for their design process from the ground up um i'm not talking about personas you develop after you design a product or maybe after some years that you can uh, create personas based on the demographic or user data or usage data but i'm i'm interested to find out whether people actually do create personas um, before you start something up or whether you do that that kind of design harsha what's your take on that harsha can you define what a successful product company is <laughs> i would say uh, it should be in <laughs> it should be in uh, apple uh, top product list or top mm-hmm. downloads maybe mm-hmm. instagram facebook whatsapp in, in that case ganji over to you <laughs> okay okay so i have uh, as harsh mentioned i have seen uh, the personas in use after the product is developed mm-hmm. so that's not what you after right no no i'm yeah, talking about that's, that's maybe what, yeah. to build a story about how to market the product i have seen uh, mm. them using characters and personas mm. but um, but maybe i have a different i know that uh, i by the tone of yours i understood that you are maybe against the usage of personas <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, as i feel maybe without using the name persona maybe companies use these characters when maybe to synthesize their research mm. in some way mm. uh, yeah to build em- be... empathy maybe yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's true yeah I'm, i'm i'm totally with you on that but like for for designing the the predominant thing that you use design for sometimes people i have seen sometimes people ask what are your personas even before doing anything else uh, like you try to focus too much on personas and then build the whole product based on the personas i think that's mm. wrong in my opinion it's it's really good to empathize i think using personas yeah so uh, when you talk about personas since um, i have another question as usual <laughs> confused guy yeah so when it comes to person <laughs> no this this time it's a, it's a bit less confusing the last week so uh, have you come across any persona at work maybe or, or when you are when you were doing your research to bring, talk about this topic have you come across any persona that that uh, that brought out a person with a disability or a, a differently able uh, person can i answer first since i work for a successful yeah. organization yeah. we don't use personas So sorry I can't answer this. <laughs> yes. Okay, that's a good. Maybe <laughs> Maybe Harsha can answer because maybe he has done some research so on So you are say, you are saying he is not working for a successful organization. <laughs> no. Always. No. Or oh, maybe all the all the products that I work on become unsuccessful <laughs> at the end. Uh, uh, I would have just let's uh, say I have work, I am working for like i have seen personas in use but i haven't come across a persona that uh, describe a uh, differently able or disabled individual mm. uh, yeah so, okay. i have not 
not uh, created personas or seen personas at least in the current company i haven't seen such a persona but the thing is uh, we use a design system which is supposed to uh, support the, those uh, features that should support the differently able mm. or these uh, disabled kind of uh, use cases so i think in that way we cover that but we i haven't seen mm. a persona no yeah that's a very interesting point okay if we forget about personas let's say that they are bad uh, have you tested one maybe a prototype or a design with a person who's differently able or pe- a person who's having some accessibility issues mm-hmm. no i haven't so me neither so that's why i wanted to talk about this here mm-hmm. with you guys and with our millions of listeners yeah billions so, yes I mean, recently I have been uh, trying out some pet projects as well. So when I was designing these um, features, so designing these apps, I I came across a problem where I could not find a good way to understand how um, a person with a disability or a person with some uh, accessibility issue would be using the ap- application that I'm designing, or how I'm going to make sure that uh, these people or or how i'm going to make sure that we they are not neglected in my design so i was thinking around that and uh, then something interesting happened to me during this week last week um i was using a website which we, which was totally um, in swedish and um, as a disclaimer i was not using google translate on it so but still i was able to get my job done mm. so even even i couldn't understand uh, most of the words Uh, on that website um i could get my job done because i was very familiar with the patterns and the uh, icons and the colors that they have used so that made me think okay maybe um, i don't have to reinvent thing as you as you suggested harshadeva mm. maybe i can use um, the common design patterns and um, common standards and design systems yeah and uh, make sure that i haven't neglected um an audience yeah. or neglected neglected the set of users um who are having different needs mm. so um then i uh, thought about it a bit more and mm. um, i read some interesting articles on this subject mm-hmm. i mean if you google for designing for accessibility or designing for um, disability so people with different needs then you will get a lot of information and uh, something interesting was that th- if you if you design specifically for uh, accessibility then it will not only benefit uh, this set of people who are having different needs but it will help the majority of the users as well yeah so and the browsers as if well if you <laughs> yeah yeah Because, so if you look at mm. um, most of the products that we are using if you look at the telephone for an example or, or a typewriter or a keyboard so those are inventions due to someone uh, designing for disability or designing for so not disability designing for accessibility so mm. i came across several other products um, that has been uh, invention that had been invented due to this um, uh, specific aspects in design mm. for one good example is the remote control so this was designed and invented to support a person who cannot walk mm. to the uh, television to change the channel change the channel wow so but today we are i mean we are all disabled remote 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Today, we, without remote, we won't even um, consider yeah. a television. And uh, in in Sweden, I have uh, seen this lowering buses where they um, lower the bus in order to um, let the per- people who are on wheelchairs to get in. So this has not only helped the people who are traveling on wheelchairs. This has helped uh, mothers who are carrying their children in their what do you call them? Go karts, right? <laughs> yeah, in go karts no. and. Cannot call go karts. Yes, it yes it should know. <laughs> but is it called? No. You call it go karts. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? I can't I can't remember the name. No, no, gonna tell you. I'm waiting. No, 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 no. I'm waiting until the day where you have to actually go and purchase a one. Hopefully, like in like say ten years. I'm not going to tell you the name. <laughs> ஒரு <laughs> <laughs> so that's the physical uh, aspect of it that's the in the physical world when you are designing physical products you have you can uh, consider about uh, accessibility and you can design your products in a way that it will help the people who are having access- accessibility needs which will benefit the majority as well but when you are designing digital products so that's the domain that we three are more familiar or more closer to so when you are designing digital product how are we going to make sure one thing that, um, is in the visual design as harsha mentioned we can use digital or oh, sorry design systems and standards and uh, colors and mm. uh, maybe in the search engine um optimizations we can use yeah. labels all text so there's a whole lot of things that we can use and also in the interaction design um, i think we have seen like tab navigations and inside the tab navigation you can have your keyboard navigations um, apart from the tabs as well and screen readers and even uh, if you look at uh, the motion design have you seen uh, in some applications for uh, several seconds you get something pop popping up and then after a couple of milliseconds it just pops out so sometimes if you are having if you are a person who's unable to grab these sudden things it might not be a good idea to introduce something like that a micro interaction like that but uh, but uh, when it comes to motion design sometimes they have inclu- included this um, small uh, cross on it so you have to act, uh, act on it to close it so likewise there are a lot of um, standard and design systems which will enable uh, us making sure that we have covered everything and uh, apart from those design systems and uh, checklist that we are going to make that we are going to use to make sure that we are on track um, i came across an interesting figma plugin as well and that's called able you can um, add it to uh, figma and what it mm-hmm. does is if you select uh, two layers in in the in the figma file um, then it will uh, it will show you how a color blind person would see this or mm. it it, uh, it has sort of several levels of color blindness and uh, some other um uh what do you call them accessibility issues that we can mm. uh, choose from so 
there are tools built inside your design applications that you can use to uh, make sure that uh, your checks are or your checklist is checked. And um, another uh, tool is the in the uh, in the div tools. So if you look at um, Chrome, there's a tool called uh, Lighthouse, as I remember. So mm-hmm. it, when once you are designing a website, it will um, it will uh, point out all your accessibility issues. Wow. So if the contrast is not um, correct, if the uh, colors are not really uh, supporting a color blind person, so it will point out that you have to change this in order to make your application um, better and more accessible. Mm-hmm. And uh, another tool was uh, when you are publishing or when you are deploying your um, app to Google Play, uh, you can get a pre-launch report, it seems. So in that pre-launch um, report, there's a section uh, that that will assess the accessibility um, of your mm-hmm. application. And that's your last or the final uh, mm-hmm. gate that you can uh, capture your accessibility issues, I think. Yeah. So... I think designing for accessibility is a huge topic. I think we have we can run a whole episode uh, <laughs> on that subject. Yeah, of course. Yeah, but if you if you think about it a bit more, yeah, um, I'm going to um, uh, bring out a whole different factor or the whole different aspect now. Isn't disability actually created by design? Mm. And we are trying to design in order to in order to support people who are having disabilities. So we are designing to make our products more accessible. But Mm. if you look around, if you look at the world around you, isn't the disability actually created by the design itself? So I'm going to stop on that (laughs) point. Maybe I'll bring a total (laughs) new um, connected topic to the next episode. But think about it. Mm. Good. On on the same thing... um, if you are into web, uh, you know, if you are designing for web, there's a whole uh, guideline or standard from W3, Worldwide mm. Web Consortium, W3C actually. Uh, they have something called uh, WCAG or WCAG, again like WCAG, something like that. <laughs> it's, mm. It stands for Web Content Accessibility Guidelines and they set the guidelines for how you should design for accessibility in web. And that is kind of the language that the browsers should uh, support. I mean, when, when, you, when I say language, it's not literally language. I mean, that's, those are the uh, standards that the, all the browsers should support. So, for example, uh, if a person who can't see uh, tries to use a screen reader, uh, the screen reader reads um, the whole text. And then if, if the screen reader comes across a photo or image, you have to have the necessary metadata inserted as text format in the image. Then the screen reader will read it out. There's an image and the image is about this. So those kind of standards are set by WCAG 2.0. So if if you want to check for validity of your website or maybe a mobile site, which supports web standards, that's the that's the place mm. you have to go to. I think this uh, Figma plugin that I talked about is referring to uh, that. Ah, think. yeah, should be. So people I think have built a tool a, around it, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's there's cool. There's a sketch plugin as well. Mm. So I'm not a sketch user, so I don't know much about it, but uh, it's also something similar to uh, the Figma plugin. Mm. So, 
Yeah, that's good insight. I think we should talk more about it in the next episodes that we are planning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If we have next episodes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're planning to stop this thing. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Yeah, maybe that's a good time to take a break. Maybe let's uh, end the season right now. After the summer. Uh, start after one year. Back, like one year into the future. Start hmm. with the season two. By the way, time yeah. for some hmm. controversy. So I'll ask a question. I know this this should be controversial. So recently, like uh, one of the graduates or recent graduates uh, who was looking for a job came to me and said, uh, hey guys, do you hire UI UX designers? And I, as usual, I got deeply offended and I explained, okay, uh, UI design and UX design are two different things, but it's not the same. But that made me start thinking like it's... Mm-hmm. So the question I want to ask you to, I, I, I might have an answer for this, but I would really like to uh, see your opinion. If it, mm-hmm. Now you are playing the host. Yes. <laughs> I really like to create some <laughs> battle between two of you and see who wins. Uh, my money is on one person. Let's see whether I'm corrected. Good luck. <laughs> so why UX designers? So if UX design and UI design or visual design are two different things, why if you are, if you want to be a ux designer if you want to find a job as a ux designer why ux designers need to have a visual portfolio is this mean like 90% mm. of ux design is ui design ganjay mm. would you like to go first yeah mm. oh harsha yeah sure <laughs> no ganjay can go first <laughs> then harsha can listen and attack me later yes that's my plan i mean mm-hmm. um, I was, I was I was also um, searching about this um, two roles UI and um, UX so as per your question um, I will I will try to answer it with some uh, analogy mm-hmm. or with some example mm-hmm. so if you look at uh, if you take a poet for mm-hmm. an example if the poet does not know how to write mm-hmm. how does the poet communicate um, his poetry so, or so his ideas so you are saying 90% of user experience is about visual interfaces is that what you are trying to say no i'm not saying that. i'm saying that it's a it's it's a very i mean it's the core tool again it's, it's again the core, the again core if you are going with your analogy if you are saying hmm? ux design is poetry and ui design is writing hmm? and you said no poet can survive without writing that means no ux designer cannot survive without visual designs in that sense you are saying user experience design is is majority or majorly about visual designs so you can't be a ux designer if you don't have good visual design skills mm. arshan what do you think <laughs> <laughs> i think um, why ux designers need to have visual portfolios that's because people who design these ads are from ui backgrounds and they think that's that uh, you can't do ux without ui so my answer to that is yes you can do ux without having strong skills in visual design if you if you have the user experience skill set i think you can get a visual good visual design or maybe you can outsource the visual design to someone else and get the thing done um of course it is a compliment to have visual design uh, skills now but I, i don't think it's mandatory now i love it so now you can predict what uh, uh, 
Ganji said, and you are bringing a completely different perspective. <laughs> you are saying it's hmm? recruiters' fault. They used to be visual designers, and now they are having the label UX design, and they are still writing the job descriptions. And you are they are hmm. writing the portfolio, the requirement for visual portfolio, just because they are delusional. And you complete yeah. completely disagree with Ganji saying that if you are a UX designer, meaning if you are a poet. Writing is not your usual design. Writing is your design. Uh, maybe English could be your UI. And if you are a poet, you can be a German poet or Swedish poet or uh, Hindi poet. Is that what you are trying to say, uh, Harsha? Yeah, I, I, that's the same point. Mm -hmm. I think it's uh, it's the design, as you said. Um, it's, it's the artifact that you're looking at when it comes to UI. That's how you communicate your thing to outside the world. Outside world, but uh, you can have a good, really good skill set uh, to become a good user experience designer. So the user experience that you design should not be limited to visual design or UI per se. I mean, you can become a really good architect without knowing how to, um, like how, with, without having really great drawing skills, right? It is okay to have skill, and they teach it at school, but still. You can become a great, great, great um, UX designer. It's just like there are musicians who can't sing, but who can create really great music. Mm -hmm. And there are players who even use, you know, one of the greatest composers, I think, Beethoven, was went uh, uh, went deaf, uh, and uh, he still uh, created music. That's because uh, you don't have to put it as a design across. So I think that's where the difference is. Okay, Harsha, one last question to you. Okay, I forgot the question. Hmm? <laughs> That's really bad. I, I had a question and then I forgot. Maybe, maybe let's, let's, let's think about it. So since, uh, I'll, I'll ask a question yeah. from Ganji uh, to debunk uh, his perspective. Hmm? Uh, no, maybe this is for a question for Harsha. So if you are saying hmm? uh, UX design is not just about visual design, there can be other kind of hmm. uh, user experience designers as well. For example, if it is a voice interface, yeah. there can be uh, voice design can be your key design skill. Yeah. But if you yeah. if you search for a job, uh, if you look at UX designer job advertisements, I I'm yet to come across a one single one established job advertisement about a UX designer that uh, asks for non-UI based uh, design skills or non-visual mm. uh, UI based design skills. So why 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 yeah. if, if uh, UX design is not just UI design, there are many other kind of UX designers can yeah. be there. Why we can't see any job advertisements around it? It's really simple. My theory is that all these ads are trying to hire UI guys. All the UI guys have changed their job title to UX. Now if you say that I want a UI person, none of the people will apply. So you need to have <laughs> UX there in the advertisement to hire the UI people. Right. So you are saying these uh, outdated UI designers have stolen the UX designer title and now they're calling themselves UX designers even though they are still UI designers. Yeah, I think that's partly why they go with the product designer role now. So it's just they're trying to hire really good UX plus other skill set and then hire them as product designers. And the UI guys or UI people, who, with all due respect, I, I, I value you, UI designers, I don't have anything against you. But with all due respect, um, since you have changed your, your title or how you portray yourself, 
people are trying to hire you as UX. So the last question for Ganji. Since you are still uh, didn't so you are, you are yet to withdraw your earlier statement or the analogy, you said a poet who does uh, not know yes. how to write can't be a poet. <laughs> I'm standing by it. <laughs> so are you saying that if you are really bad at UI design or visual designs, you can't be a UX designer? Yes. Thank you. Mm. No more questions. <laughs> UI. <laughs> I can maybe explain. explain. There's no but. No, no. no there's no but. <laughs> if you, you say but, everything. Every, when you say but, everything. You know, have you have you heard this? No, no. I'm not saying but. I'm going to say some things which will which will come without the but. Okay. <laughs> no, it's a simple if you, question. If you, if you say but, everything before the but is bullshit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> how they say. Come on, Ganji. You have to have some some courage. You you had you had to stand yeah. with your statement. You said. Very strong, resounding. Yes, say not, that. Yes, all UI designers have to <laughs> yes. have. Uh, sorry, I can't, even can't remember what you said. <laughs> all UX designers, if they call themselves UX designers, they have to have visual design. No, no interface design skills. Visual design skills. That's what we go. User interface. No, interface. Uh, we went with. I asked the question. UI, visual, together. Mm-hmm. We are not talking about sound. Yes, I would say yes because um, I would still say yes because uh, if you if you advertise for a product designer or a UX designer, you are looking for a package or you are looking for a person who has this full package where they can do the research, they can uh, do the design, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The, where they can do the communication yes, themselves. Yes, we, 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 but if you advertise, we got it. We got it. Mm-hmm. I think you already yeah. said the point. Sorry, this is a, like a uh, round where we contradict each other. So that's uh, that's why we are. Interrupting your speech. I don't agree. Speech. Exactly. <laughs> I also don't agree. I mean, that's why, so, that's why so, Google. So, so if, if you, let's say you are designing a fully voice-based interface, why do, why do, why do you mm-hmm. have to have visual design skills? Your interface, you are interacting with... And, uh, let, 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 and let, if you let, have a let, let design system. Let, let me finish. Forget about yeah. the design system. You are mm-hmm. an API provider. You are business. Your product mm-hmm. is 100% API-based. But still... Mm-hmm. API users are their experience needs to be taken care of. Why do mm, why yes. do you have to have drawing, color theory, color psychology, and those kind of skills in your UX designer if your product is hundred percent API based? Hmm. I think we are contradicting on uh, <laughs> visual design and user interface design on the first mm-hmm. place. The question was uh, more mm-hmm. like visual. User interface can be um, any interface. It can be uh, non-visual as well. Mm. Yeah, true. So what I'm saying is, user interface design is a skill that a UX designer should have, and that's why uh, I think uh, Google has separated this out. They're hiring UX researchers and designers separately, and they're hiring UX uh, engineers as a separate role as well. So you are saying you are so, you are saying uh, Google is hiring uh, people with writing skills and po- poets separately. And uh, poets uh, needs to uh, go and uh, tell the idea in maybe in gibberish or doesn't make sense kind of sentences to so writers and writers are going to write it down. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think we had fun that's good enough. <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> let the let the listeners judge. <laughs> Mm. No, it's it's for it's just for fun. I don't uh, think I don't think have you we, we don't have to have a conclusion. <laughs> it's a fun topic. And have you seen uh, when it comes to user experience? Yes. So if you are to work with a company who makes um, face masks, 
uh, would you hire a UX <laughs> uh, or UI engineer? <laughs> I was just wondering because I came across this really good product. I think it's good for uh, a topic here. I call this topic uh, design for pandemic <laughs> because Ooh. we are seeing huh. a lot of products that are related to COVID-19 or this pandemic situation today. And a lot of products are coming out and I think most of the money goes there. So that's why a lot of new products and new innovations come come on. Uh, I, I saw this uh, really interesting product. Uh, it's a face mask and it's a smart mask. So uh, everything becomes smart in this today world. So masks have become smart and this mask has Wi-Fi. Uh, and also some wait, sensors wait, wait, inside wait, the mask. Wait. <laughs> mask? <laughs> Why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds funny, but I thought it's a joke, but you know, wait, wait, wait. it's a real Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi receivability? <laughs> oh, is it Wi-Fi? Is this a Wi-Fi router? It's a, it's a hotspot, I think. All uh, right. Your phone can be connected to it. Oh. Yeah, so it has some sensors which can identify what you're telling inside the mask because your mouth is covered by the mask. So, the, uh-huh. the the job that uh-huh. he, that this uh, thing will get hired for is if you go to some place you know now the distance is so much in any store or any organization that you go you try to speak to the person on the other on the other end it's really hard right with the mask and with the distance you have to yell if you yell you spread spread corona <laughs> so with the mask if you just try to speak uh, your phone will pick up what you're trying to speak and it will convert your speech to text with the mask on and you can show that phone to the person on the other other end, just like Google Translate works. So yeah, it's a funny thing for non-pandemic era, but I think it has a good uh, hmm. good use case sometimes, yes. <laughs> so they say... I just got an idea out of that. <laughs> yeah. I, Maybe it should have, a, should have a screen on it. Oh, on the on the face mask itself. Nice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, it will That's listen cool. to the uh, sound and then maybe animate a mouth on yeah. the screen. No, how about a speaker? Which which can oh, like what? You also... have a speaker which can uh, yeah which can like expand. Or... Ah, right, right. I get you. Yeah. I get you. <laughs> so I also got idea. Maybe your own voice or something like that. I also got mm-hmm. idea. Uh, I know Ganji is a Google fan and Harsh is an Apple fan. So, this is a suggestion for <laughs> both of you. I know both your yeah. like, ideal organizations. I'm not a Google fan. Really? Yeah. I thought you were. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, the less the point. Now he's an Apple <laughs> fan. He, he uses an iPhone now. Okay. One iPhone. He has slowly one, become one, Apple. One, one generation, no iPad, iPhone. Sorry, not iPad. Made you Apple <laughs> fan. That, that, that's, not the, that's not the point. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, that there was like class in, uh, investments. It, it's, a, it's a huge thing. Nothing came out of that mm-hmm. one. I know Apple is working on a one. I don't know whether it will be a good one or not. Yeah. Uh, do, don't you think both organizations need to focus on masks and using those uh, whatever the small invention <laughs> they came across with the sensors and other things. Now we integrate them into a yeah. <laughs> mask and make a product. Oh, by the way, Harsh, yeah. so is yeah. this a reusable mask? So how do you clean the mask? Can you wash it? Uh, it's still in uh, a platform like Kickstarter and uh, everything is in I think it's Chinese thing and everything is in Chinese I tried to read but uh, <laughs> I couldn't and I tried to translate it and the translation was not that good they ha- they don't talk much about the hygiene 
aspect of it oh. maybe they have uh, i'm sure that they have <laughs> think thought about it <laughs> uh, but maybe there are some filters in india there there, there can be like uh, removable filters yeah hopefully hopefully <laughs> no i think uh, even though we don't like to agree and even though we don't like the whole thing about this covid 19 it's here to stay i think for at least 2 3 years more and that's why the smart people are creating smart products for the pandemic i think that's that's where we want to go um that we will have to do anyway without blaming the pandemic or blaming governments to invent something and design things that will help people not catch this or spread it so i think it's really good uh, that people try to do funny things but you know you never know funny things become serious products uh, and another another product that i saw is something called on watch i'm sorry about this it's working on apple watch <laughs> it's an app for apple watch and mm-hmm. it's it's uh, it's counting the number why of why are you sorry about it why for it's a <laughs> disclaimer for yes wait, wait wait you you have to get your facts straight harsha you started with saying yeah. this is a watch then you said it's a watch on apple watch i was i was super confused then you yeah. apologize <laughs> <laughs> no i'm when i when i when i always introduce things that are related to apple i have to put that uh, disclaimer i'm sorry this is about another apple thing <laughs> i know that you don't like it or you don't have apple product but can't help that's the best watch on earth so that's not paid by apple anyway so this <laughs> app <laughs> this app uh, counts the number of times you touch your face and it will uh it will make you stop by doing different If, i mean you know so it mean you have to wear watches uh, watches in both hands <laughs> <laughs> no you watch you can wear it in the, your normal uh, right hand or maybe if you are lefty left hand no, so you touch you once i met your, met a guy who usually wear both two watches in them both hands like <laughs> so i was wondering yeah. but but one is not smart right only one yeah i was well, smart Yes, only one watch is smart, and that guy is Jake Knapp. Yeah, <laughs> I remember you telling that. Right. They, 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 I heard that, uh, like the data says that you use your usual hand uh, to touch your face like ninety-nine percent of the mm. time. So yeah, if you wear it there, maybe you can. Yeah. 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 Well, and also, well, Apple has released some update on the Apple Watch, uh, helping you to wash your hand with the automatic timer and say that okay, you have to. Wash your hand for twenty seconds or more, something like that. So those are like cool small things that they hmm. introduce. I think it even listens to the uh, sound of water running. Ah, okay. When washing hands, that's cool. So by the way, what's this app? Things called? you can do when you have a lot of uh, sensors. Actually, did you say the name of this app? Yeah, it's called OnWatch dot app. Yeah, that's so. There goes our product of the week. Products. <laughs> okay, we didn't we didn't announce it. <laughs> we are announcing after the end of the session. Maybe maybe that was product of the week. Maybe you can cut that part and Arsh uh, Ganj, can you say yeah. a good product of the week right now? We can uh, edit it to to the beginning. Three, two, one, say <laughs> product. Okay, okay. Oh, forget about it. Forget he's, about it. Forget about it. Forget about it. Product of the week. Okay, that's horrible. So I don't want to want you to give an introduction to what I'm going to talk next. I, I'll take that responsibility. Thank you very much, Kanchi. I know you might volunteer, but no, thank you. I was I was waiting. I think he's going to do a book review. Can you do it? <laughs> no, no. I, 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 that no, Kanchi, no book reviews this week. 
something. So, uh, uh, my good friend, yeah. uh, Jake Gothelf, uh, uh, the guy who wrote uh, uh, Lean UX and uh, Sense and Response, those two famous books. Mm-hmm. Exactly one month and uh, four days ago, uh, he released his uh, new book called Forever Employable. Uh, the day before yesterday, I finished reading it. Uh, so, I hope I can remember what I Are you forever employable? Uh, no. Let, let me explain what he means by forever so <laughs> employable first. Okay. So, uh, it, it's like, so it's like, a good episode, the uh, name. Uh, he will sue us. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, seriously, he, he won't. He's a really nice guy. He, he offers uh, free... Mm. Maybe we should interview him. I don't know whether... Yeah, we should. Yeah, see, he... he Invite him. He, he attend a lot of... Uh, because he's, he's believing in giving uh, content out for free. But by the way, the point is, uh, so even for you, even for me, I think uh, what we do whenever we feel like, okay, I'm bored, I need a new job, what we do is we find jobs and we look out and we start looking for jobs. But yeah. he argues that at some point, or even irrespective of your career sta- stage or age, uh, it will be a really nice sta- stage to be in where jobs come looking for you instead of you look for jobs. So that's what he meant by for employment. Mm. Uh, this is uh, kind of his autobiography mm. to a certain extent. Uh, so this is something he has happened to him when he was 35. Uh, he mm-hmm. got scared when he saw younger designers uh, uh, come into the field and uh, he has to keep up with uh, their skills. And uh, he was not ready to for it. He thought, okay, I need to think differently and find something else. So in this book, uh, he explained a really nice five-stage framework or toolkit that anyone can practice to become forever employable or to be in a state where jobs were like going to come and uh, look for you rather than you looking out for jobs. So uh, I won't give out or give away that five-step framework. It's a really nice read. Go and read it. Uh, it's, it's a really simple framework. Anyone can do it. Uh, if, if you want me to pick uh, something really nice about the book is but the entire book is very simply organized into these five different uh, steps. Those are very easy to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very easy to understand. It's on the website, I think. Yes. Uh, he, yeah. He's giving out it for free. So I wouldn't want to uh, distract any of you who would go and read the book or any of his blogs by spelling out those five steps. But I will give you the fifth step for free. <laughs> The fifth step is itself is <laughs> give it all away for free. <laughs> so, 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 so that, that, that's a good example of a step, uh, what he has described in the book. So it's a very simple book, simple framework. Anyone can do it, respect to whether you are a designer or a product person or even in a digital space or not. Anyone who's listening to this podcast can go and try it out and give it a try to see whether you can become forever employable or uh, in a state where jobs will come looking for you. But the most interesting thing about this book is how the book was written. Uh, for me, it's uh, since he's the lean UX guy who always uh, promote lean way of doing things. In each chapter where he's explained these steps, he has included a, a section right at the end of the book, uh, in of each chapter, saying "Do it right now." So each of six or five these five of these chapters have a section going called it right now which gives you ideal tips or few concrete steps to start doing this particular habit for example if you think about give it all away 
he explained few things you can do right now rather than see so lot of problems we have with when you get introduced to a framework or a book there are nice tips they are mm. super inspiring mm. but you keep uh, you read the book and keep it away and most mm. probably you yeah. have to make it that you will do it after reading exactly and and then you have to like have a put some effort to figure out okay how can i get started what's what's my next step if you if it says uh, go and uninstall all the apps in your phone <laughs> you know it's it's a huge commitment you wouldn't never do yeah. it but uh, yeah chef being a brilliant guy he have given some starting points for everyone so you read the chapter you understand what the point is then there are simple steps you can to get start going so in that way i think it's a well written book uh, the only thing i hate about the book is introductions in in the sense for each point he has included several examples to just build the context for me it was like unnecessary reading maybe i'm too abstract person to when we am reading books so i was like okay mm-hmm. okay i get the point i got the point get to the point quickly so it's there's like one after another there are there are different different stories about uh, explaining the point apart from mm-hmm. that it's a brilliant read uh, so if you skip through those uh, examples you can finish the book within one day uh, if wow. you are, if you are a abstract person that's a really good thing uh book is out uh, since uh, last month 15th of uh, june if i am not uh, mistaken uh mm-hmm. so it's really good book uh, if i had to score out of the books i have read so far like i would give you give it uh, 8 out of 10 so in my scale that's a really good wow. reading it's a really good framework i really love this framework and i have started doing some of the th- those things it's mm. super easy to do give it a try one day jobs might come looking right. for you <laughs> that is not yeah, a bad attitude that my door knocking <laughs> <laughs> yeah you should rate it 10 out of no, 10 no uh, those examples that is painful especially someone who has less uh, less uh, like really bad reading habits those could have easily got me distracted and stop reading one example mm. that's good enough for storytelling aspect but i felt at some point if i've been really critical it looks like he has included a lot of examples uh, so that he can uh, make it a book rather than a post okay <laughs> right then he would like us uh, <laughs> i wonder whether he'll come <laughs> as a guest here but still it's a brilliant <laughs> book brilliant framework it's super practical you should read it maybe i'll give you another step ha uh, maybe maybe should i should i should i <laughs> the fourth step is about teaching uh, where he explain oh, uh, when you establish certain certain previous steps get into teaching hmm? and the fifth one is give it away for free so teaching can be take many different uh, methods he has explained about uh, several hmm. methods including what we are doing right now doing podcast that's also wow. a good, good way to teach so we are doing we certain are already things doing it yeah even before the already book. even we without yeah even without reading the book and this podcast wow. is this podcast is for free so in that sense yes yes we so we don't have to read it now wow but first three <laughs> no, first three three points first Let's three <laughs> so i'm going to do another topic based on what i've learned from the book So I'm going to pick something from my mm-hmm. area. I, I, I've been like poking into your areas a lot. 
So this time I'm going to talk about mm-hmm. the topic that's from my area so that I I follow the book. I'll ask a question. So all yeah. of you have managers, design managers, technical managers in your work, life right? Yeah. But have you have you noticed yeah. like when they communicate or when they start initiatives or when or when they do stuff? Mm-hmm. They act like they were never a designer. Yeah. Let's say, let's let's say they want to do a change. They want to do a change in your organization mm-hmm. or how you work. they will come out one day and say okay this is what we are supposed to do from today onwards this is our new process this is our new way of working this is how our i think about this problem but as a designer throughout your entire life you learn about certain design process but when you become a design manager you forget about that process and you act like a normal manager so the anyone who is yeah. in design op- or design operation space who act as a design manager head of design in most cases they are, they, mm. they they now go after this ego maybe because of their ego they think okay now my expert judgment matters so i'll pretend to be expert instead of being a designer even though as a manager yeah that happens yeah. that's true do you have similar examples uh, ganji harsh of course yeah a lot of even from design a lot of people think that a uh, lot of yeah a lot of people think that uh, i have passed this stuff i know this mm-hmm. so you shall have shut up and <laughs> do what i tell Ganji, what about you? Have you ever met a, a manager, technical manager, design manager, especially who comes from a design background, who has forgotten about their dis- design mm. skills and now just act as expert and give you instructions? I'll give a short answer. Yes. Good. Uh, no more question. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm not explaining it. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a first. That's a new. No, you you can read the Forever Employee book and then give the long answer. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good one. I know why what you mean like yeah, most probably your bosses might be listening to this podcast and you want to go with that no. Yeah. But I recommend you to read the book faster. Even that no was like had a certain sarcasm, sarcastic tone. Mm-hmm. So uh, so yes, I should read this okay. book. Yeah. Read fast. Buy it now. It's available on Kindle. Buy it now. Okay, go. You have a referral code? I don't have a Kindle. Uh, unfortunately, I don't. Maybe uh, we should We should at the. It is really easy to have Amazon referral codes. Maybe we should we should have referral codes. Yeah, we should have one. Uh, starting next week, you, you will. You can support us. Yes. Mm. Buy from our link. You it wouldn't cost you extra, but it will make our lives easier, and we will become forever yeah. employable. Okay, let, let let me get to my point. Let me <laughs> let me get to my point. So, this is advice to if you are a design manager, if you are thinking about. becoming a design manager or even as a designer if you are doing a change on how you, how others design or even how you design i would say don't forget that you are a designer and you are design toolkit that's made that's one that could be one of the reasons why you become a design manager because you are really really good designer and you are master the design so don't throw that the skill away think about designers and their experience so i know dx is already taken term it's it's normally referred for developer mm-hmm. experience but what the heck let's steal that one mm-hmm. let's think about the <laughs> design experience so if you if you want to do a change in your organization or in uh, how you how you are designers design stuff of course use your expert judgment uh, knowledge your maybe your uh, educational knowledge what you have read and construct a theoretical framework that's fine but do it fast and mark down your assumptions convert those assumptions into hypothesis run experiment mm. learn and iterate so 
if you are writing uh, very easy yeah, very easy say if, if if you want to let's say starting tomorrow you want to let's say simple example everyone in organization use sketch and you want to stop trans uh, them to uh, maybe figma for some reason so then act as a designer why would you want to do this transformation maybe you want to encourage uh, collaboration in the organization as it as your business objective for the ultimate business outcome then try to understand jobs to be done cards or right jobs to be done cards for your designers observe them how they design on day to day basis construct a super dirty hypothesis and a theoretic solution run run experiment mm-hmm. couple of weeks few weeks learn iterate so i have done several of these ex- ex- uh, experiments in uh, during this year as soon as i have realized i am also playing expert role instead of a designer role. Uh, within two months, uh, I, I ran an ex- experiment for understand with the uh, what you call design ops is the right thing for our design team. I learned a lot of things by running experiments and mm-hmm. I closed the project uh, within two months saying that, okay, this is not for us. So similarly, there, mm-hmm. there can be a lot of examples. Just think about design. Ex- yeah, that's, that's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good insight. I saw that how you ran it. It was a quick one. Yeah, exactly. So, if it is a bad idea, mm. yeah. uh, don't try to push it down your designers. You are a de- manager with design background, so you have to use that skill. Act as a designer. Yeah. Uh, if I steal from Ganji, don't fall in love with your designs, ideas, solutions. Yeah. Just run the experiment. If it mm. is not working, you have learned something about your team, your organization, the culture. Uh, you, use, you can use that knowledge to do something else. Just drop the idea. Don't, don't be a just an expert and a talker or a dictator for your design team. <laughs> That's my <laughs> two yes. cents for this week. Don't become a dictator. Yeah. Mm. That's your weekly tip for the uh, managers out there. Yeah. Millions of managers who are listening to our podcast. Ooh, yes. Millions of managers. That's a scary world to live in. <laughs> <laughs> How many billions of non-managers you need to live with millions of managers? Oh, then we are talking about trillions. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Anything else you want to discuss? No, you are the manager of your own life. Oh, you have become mm-hmm. a philosopher. Dare to explain? No, no, it just came into my mouth and I just said it <laughs> without thinking too much. <laughs> Don't say it loud. I know you are recently married. That will be end. Mm. We have been mentioning it for two weeks now in the okay, episode. Okay, so, okay, yeah. uh, try it try loud like open your room's door and say it loud loud saying that I am my own manager and see the response. Ha ha ha. You will it. be forever unemployable. <laughs> <laughs> forever un- unemployable, yes. Don't ever think about it. Maybe that can be a good uh, title for the podcast. Yeah, for, that is. For, for the episode. That's the one. I'm going to put that. Listen if you want to be unemployable. Yeah. The unemployable episode. Ah, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so are we done? Can yes, I go to sleep? Yes, we are. I'm sleepy. Okay. Who's going to rap um, this time? So this, yeah, this rapping, rapping has become a habit now. So who's going <laughs> to... <laughs> <laughs> we are going to wrap it up. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. <laughs> oh, yeah, wrap it up. Wrap, wrap, wrap. Let's wrap it up. Employable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mr. Unemployable. Unemployable mm-hmm. forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I I should I should uh, I should try you to should create a rap with all yeah, I should try to play a beat or something <coughs> Beat starts now 
ஒன்லிஸ்ட்லம் Whether it's two weeks or one month. Congratulations, by the way. And it's... Thank you so much. That's back-to-back songs, right? You released some... Yeah, like song last two week. months. No, two months back. It's been two months. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Two months, yes. <laughs> Time <laughs> flies. Last week. Speak. <laughs> <laughs> I was about... I was going to say last month, but it turned out to be last okay, week. Maybe, maybe you should beat books and Harsha will sing and let's close the episode. You are getting sleepy. Kanji. <laughs> we can beatbox the first uh, topic of our episode jitbit <laughs> yeah jitbit jitbit <laughs> 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 <laughs>